0: Hi, I'm Eric, and this is Listen to Sleep, slow, quiet stories to help you fall asleep. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the podcast, and I created Listen to Sleep because I wanted to help more people get better sleep. Now more than ever, it seems like we all need something to slow our minds down a bit at bedtime. The classic stories I read here are great for that and I love being able to give them new life by reading them to you as you drift off to sleep. If you'd like to support my mission, you can become a patron of the podcast for just a dollar a month by going to patreon.com slash Listen to Sleep. There's a link in the show notes. You'll get the podcast a day early and without the introduction or any ads. You'll also get over 10 hours of nature recordings I've made here at my cabin in Northern California, to help you relax, or just escape from the noise of modern life for a bit. My goal is to support this podcast organically through small contributions from listeners. I'm in my 50s, and though I've saved for retirement a bit, it won't be enough. I'm hoping that these $1 contributions will slowly add up to allow me a modest retirement someday, while I live my dream of being a storyteller and reading to you as you fall asleep. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now, take a deep breath. Let it out. Shake off the day. Get cozy. And just relax while I read to you. If you start to drift off, that's okay. The Magic Apples Part 2 The days flew by, and the time came when Loki must fulfill his promise to Tiasa. So one morning, he strolled out into the meadow where Eden loved to roam among the flowers. There he found her, sitting beside a tiny spring and holding her precious casket of apples on her lap. She was combing her long golden hair, which fell from under a wreath of spring flowers, and she was very beautiful. Her green robe was embroidered with buds and blossoms of silk in many colors, and she wore a golden girdle about her waist. She smiled as Loki came, and tossed him a posy, saying, Good morrow, Red Loki. Have you come for a bite of my apples? I see a wrinkle over each of your eyes, which I can smooth away. Nay, fair lady, answered Loki politely. I have just nibbled of another apple, which I found this morning. Verily, I think it is sweeter and more magical than yours. Eden, was hurt and surprised. That cannot be, Loki, she cried. There are no apples anywhere like mine. Where found you this fine fruit? And she wrinkled up her little nose scornfully. Oh, ho! I will not tell anyone the place, chuckled Loki, except that it is not far, in a little wood, There is a gnarled old apple tree, and on its branches grow the most beautiful red-cheeked apples you ever saw, but you could never find it. I should like to see these apples, Loki, if only to prove how far less good they are than mine. Will you bring me some? That I will not, said Loki teasingly. Oh, no. I have my own magic apples now, and folk will be coming to me for help instead of to you. Eden began to coax him, as he had guessed that she would. Please, please, Loki, show me the place. At first, he would not, for he was a sly fellow and knew how to lead her on. At last, he pretended to yield. Well, then, because I love you, Eden, better than all the rest, I will show you the place, if you will come with me. But it must be a secret. No one must ever know. Yes, yes, cried Eden eagerly. Let us steal away now, while no one is looking. This was just what Loki hoped for. "'Bring your own apples,' he said. "'That way we may compare them with mine. "'But I know mine are better.' "'I know mine are the best in all the world,' returned Eden, pouting. "'I will bring them to show you the difference.' Off they started together, she with the golden casket under her arm, And Loki chuckled wickedly as they went. He led her for some distance, further than she had ever strayed before, and at last she grew frightened. Where are you taking me, Loki? she cried. You said it was not far. I see no little wood, no old apple tree. It is just beyond, just a little step beyond, he answered. So on they went. But that little step took them beyond the boundary of Asgard, just a little step beyond, into the space where the giants lurked and waited for mischief. Then there was a rustling of wings, and whirr, down came Thiasa in his eagle dress. Before Eden suspected what was happening, He fastened his claws into her girdle and flapped away with her, magic apples and all, to his palace in Jotunheim, the land of the giants. Loki stole back to Asgard, thinking that he was quite safe and that no one would discover his villainy. At first, Eden was not missed, but after a little, The gods began to feel signs of age and went for their usual bite of her apples. Then they found that she had disappeared, and a great terror fell upon them. Where had she gone? Suppose she should not come back? The hours and days went by, and still she did not return. Their fright became almost a panic. Their hair began to turn gray, and their limbs grew stiff and gouty so that they hobbled down Asgard's streets. Even Freya, the loveliest, was afraid to look in her mirror, and Balder the Beautiful grew pale and haggard. The happy land of Asgard was like a garden over which a burning wind had blown, all the flower faces were faded and withered, and springtime was turned into yellow fall. If Eden and her apples were not found quickly, the gods seemed likely to shrivel and blow away like autumn leaves. They held a council to inquire into the matter, endeavoring to learn who had seen Eden last and whither she had gone. It turned out that one morning, Heimdall had seen her strolling out of Asgard with Loki, and no one had seen her since. Then the gods understood. Loki was the last person who had been with her. This must be one of Loki's tricks. They were filled with anger. They seized and bound Loki and brought him before the council. They threatened him with torture and with death unless he should tell the truth. And Loki was so frightened that finally he confessed what he had done. Then, indeed, there was horror in Asgard. Eden stolen away by a wicked giant. Eden and her apples lost and Asgard growing older every minute. What was to be done? Big Thor seized Loki and threw him up in the air again and again, so that his heels touched first the moon and then the sea. You can still see the marks upon the moon's white face. If you do not bring Eden back from the land of your wicked wife, "'You shall have worse than this,' he roared. "'Go and bring her now.' "'How can I do that?' asked Loki, trembling. "'That is for you to find,' growled Thor. "'Bring her. You must go.' "'Loki thought for a moment. "'Then he said, "'I will bring her back.' If Freya will loan me her falcon dress, the giant dresses as an eagle. I too must guise me as a bird, or we cannot outwit him. Then Freya hemmed and hawed. She did not wish to loan her feather dress, for it was very precious. But all the Aesir begged, and finally she consented. It was a beautiful great dress of brown and gray feathers, and in it Freya loved to skim like a falcon among the clouds and stars. Loki put it on, and when he had done so, he looked exactly like a great brown hawk. Only his bright black eyes remained the same, glancing here and there so that they lost sight of nothing. With a whir of his wings, Loki flew off to the north, across mountains and valleys, and the great river Ifing, which lay between Asgard and giant land. And at last he came to the palace of Tiasa, the giant. It happened, fortunately, that Tiasa had gone fishing in the sea, and Eden was left alone, weeping and broken-hearted. Presently, she heard a little tap on her window, and looking up, she saw a great brown bird perching on the ledge. He was so big that Eden was frightened and gave a scream, but the bird nodded pleasantly and croaked, "'Don't be afraid, Eden. I am a friend. I am Loki. Come to set you free.'" Loki. Loki is no friend of mine. He brought me here, she sobbed. I don't believe you came to save me. That is indeed why I am here, he replied. And a dangerous business it is if Diassa should come back before we start for home. How will you get me out, asked Eden doubtfully? The door is locked and the window is barred. I will change you into a nut, said he, and carry you in my claws. What of the casket of apples? queried Eden. Can you carry that also? Loki laughed long and loudly. What welcome to Asgard do you think I should receive without the apples? he cried. Yes, we must take them indeed. Eden came to the window, and Loki was a skillful magician, turned her into a nut and took her in one claw, while in the other he seized the casket of apples. Then off he whirred, out of the palace grounds and away towards Asgard's safety. In a little while, Tiasa returned home, and when he found Eden and her apples gone, there was a hubbub you may be sure. However, he lost little time by smashing mountains and breaking trees in his giant rage. That fit was soon over. He put on his eagle plumage and started in pursuit of the falcon. Now, an eagle is bigger and stronger than any other bird. And usually, in a long race, he can beat even the swift hawk who has an hour's start. Presently, Loki heard behind him the shrill scream of a giant eagle, and his heart turned sick. But he had crossed the great river, and already was in sight of Asgard. The aged Aesir were gathered on the Rainbow Bridge, watching eagerly for Loki's return. And when they spied the falcon with the nut and the casket in his talons, they knew who it was. A great cheer went up, but it was hushed in a moment, for they saw the eagle close after the falcon, and they guessed that this must be the giant Thiasa, the stealer of Eden. Then there was a great shouting of commands, and a rushing to and fro. All the gods, Even Father Odin and his two wise ravens were busy gathering chips into great heaps on the walls of Asgard. As soon as Loki, with his precious burden, had fluttered weakly over the wall, dropping to the ground below, the gods lighted the heaps of chips which they had piled, and soon there was a wall of fire over which the eagle must fly he was going too fast to stop. The flames roared and crackled, but Tiasa flew straight into them with a scream of fear and rage. His feathers caught fire and burned so that he could no longer fly, but fell headlong to the ground inside the walls. Then Thor, the Thunderlord, and Tyr the mighty war-king fell upon him and slew him, so that he could never trouble the Aesir anymore. There was great rejoicing in Asgard that night, for Loki changed Eden again to a fair lady, whereupon she gave each of the eager gods a bite of her life-giving fruit, so that they grew young and happy once more as if all these horrors had never happened. Not one of them, however, forgot the evil part which Loki had played in these doings. They hid the memory like a buried seed deep in their hearts. Thenceforward, the word of Loki and the honor of his name were poor coin in Asgard, which is no wonder. Good night.